I have. The slides didn't upload. This is this is a good technology day. <laughs> no load. You're night sneaking. Okay. All right. Let me just pull up. Give me one second. We can handle this. This is all right. All right, so this morning, what I'd like to talk to you about is the mystery of Christmas. Uh, typically, before Christmas time, what I do is I start listening to different Christmas sermons uh, that other pastors have preached in the past, and I've admitted before that I don't have an original thought in my head, and there's nothing new under the sun. The concept of Christmas being a mystery is something that the church has spoken of for centuries. And when you think of the concept of a mystery, oftentimes... Uh, what comes to mind is, you know, there's a mystery, there's a crime that's been committed, there's some, you know, we have to get the clues and we have to, to find the answers, right? And really in the Bible, what mystery means is there was something that was previously hidden, but has now been disclosed. Something in the past was unrevealed, but now it has, has been revealed. And so we think about Jesus Christ and the mystery of Jesus Christ, the prophets, First Peter uh, tells us, chapter 1 tells us the prophets, they searched and they longed for an understanding of the Messiah and who he would be, and particularly the nature of his sufferings. There was this longing in the prophets' hearts to understand this mystery of the coming Messiah. But as we think about Christmas, we also think about the concept of a paradox. I mean, you might not be familiar with the word, too familiar with the word paradox, uh, but I'm going to give you a definition here. And then I'm going to give you some examples to help you understand a little bit better. A paradox is a situation or a statement that seems impossible or is difficult to understand because it contains two opposite facts or characteristics. An oxymoron would be a paradox, right? Jumbo shrimp or uh, fresh raisins or the beginning of the end or the keyboard is not functioning, hit F1 to continue. All right, that's for Jason. So, so there's, just, there's, there's uh, contradicting statements that they don't, they, don't, they don't make sense, but they really are underlying a truth. As we, consider, uh, as we consider Christmas, as we consider incarnation of Jesus Christ, it is full of paradox. We read earlier John chapter 1, a very familiar passage to you, and we actually, in the responsive reading, looked at John chapter 1 as well. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And here is the real paradox, down in verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelled among us. That concept of the Word becoming flesh is where we get our understanding of the incarnation. Right? If you look at the word incarnation, C-A-R-N, you might think of a meal you may have as a carnivore, flesh. The Word became flesh. 
the enfleshment of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the eternal Son of God, takes on a human nature. We call this the incarnation. And there's so much paradox wrapped up in the birth of Christ, right? We consider the birth of Christ, eternity steps in to time. Omnipotence becomes dependence. Infinity becomes localized. The uncreated one was created. He is fully God, and yet he is fully man. The sustainer of all life became dependent life. It's Jesus. All of that in the incarnation. How do you wrap your mind around that? Well, we think of actual birth of Christ in Mary. We see a mother depended on her newborn child or her unborn child for every heartbeat and breath. Understand that Jesus is before all things and in him all things hold together. Mary's very life was dependent on the one within her womb. A creature gave birth to her creator. A sinner gave birth to the sinless Savior. All this is wrapped up in that moment when Christ was born or in in the fact that Mary carried the Son of God in her womb. We also look at the life of Christ and the paradoxes that are there. He is the Lord of glory, yet He was born in a stable. He is the King that came to be the servant of all. He is the Prince of Peace, yet He would say He did not come to bring peace, but a sword that would divide families. He is the bread of life and the source of living water, yet he would know hunger and thirst. All this is wrapped up in the life of Christ, and there's much more that could be said. But what about Christ's work on the cross? He is the creator, yet crucified by his creation. He is the deliverer who was not delivered. He is, his victory was achieved through loss. Our life was accomplished through his death. Our pardon was achieved through His punishment. Our justification was realized by His judgment on the cross. His entire life was a paradox. And so as we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate this mystery of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, taking on a human nature, being fully God and fully man, so that He could do exactly what we needed have our sins taken away, and then give us the hope of eternal life. So we see paradoxes from beginning to end in the life of Christ, but we also see paradox in the Christian life. In Colossians chapter 2, one of my favorite passages, Paul writes this to the church about this mystery. And again, the mystery can be something that was hidden in the past and has now been revealed But even though it's been revealed, it doesn't mean that we understand everything that's been revealed. Paul writes this, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. In Him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge And so as you contemplate the mystery of Christ, the paradox that we call the incarnation, I want you to think about your life and what God has done in your life through Christ. 
that he offers you salvation through this mysterious paradox that we call who we call Jesus Christ. In this passage in Colossians, he calls Christ the mystery of God in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But you know, we're also told in Scripture that the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. For us to have salvation, we need to be fools for Christ. We see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, for the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, think about who you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you were noble by birth. But God chose, what, the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of God that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. As fools, we gain wisdom. And this wisdom is Christ, the incarnate Son of God, This wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. So in this Christian life that we live, this paradox, if we're to gain this wisdom of salvation, then the other paradox is what? That we must be born again. I quoted this passage last week. Nicodemus wanted salvation. He wanted to enter the kingdom. And Jesus says, nobody can see the kingdom unless they're born again. Nicodemus says, you know, of course he says, this. he says, well, how can a man be born a second time from his mother's womb? And Jesus says, no, 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 you must be born of water and of spirit. But the paradox stays, you must be born again. As we're born again, as we start the Christian life, we have to lose our life to find it. Yet another paradox We have to lose our life to find it. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, whoever does not take take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. To find life, you must lose your life. Another paradox in the Christian life is that humiliation is the means of exaltation. Humiliation is the path of exaltation. When I talk about humiliation, I'm talking about humbling yourself. God is opposed to the proud. He gives grace to the humble. If we want to be exalted, we must humble ourselves. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus says, I'm sorry. In Matthew chapter 23, Jesus says, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And lastly, the paradox that I find most helpful to me is that when I am weak, I am strong. Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is what? Made perfect in weakness. Our very weakness is God's power to accomplish his purposes in our life and in the world. So Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness. So as you consider the wonder of Christmas and and all that is is wrapped up in Christmas, 
You know, it's kind, of, it's kind of funny when you contemplate the way the world looks at it, right? Santa Claus says, ho, ho, ho. And the angels of the, angel of the Lord, uh, the angels say, glory to God in the highest peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Right? We, we run around shopping and, and trying to buy things that, that will perish, things that, that have glitter, but they go quickly. And Jesus comes to offer us something eternal, eternal life. Christmas season is full of paradox. But what I want you to understand this morning is that as you consider the mystery of Christ and the paradox that we call the Christian life, is that wisdom is what you should ask for. I mean, think of Solomon in his life, this great king, prays to God, and God says, I'll give you whatever you want. He says, I want wisdom. And little did he know the wisdom that he really needed is the wisdom of Christ. And you have that revelation. It has been disclosed to you. You understand that Christ is wisdom from God. He is your righteousness. He is your redemption. And so today as we consider the box of Christmas, the mystery of the incarnation, there's so much that we do understand, but there's so much that we don't understand. But praise God for the good news that's been revealed in Jesus Christ. Salvation through the new birth. And we celebrate that this Christmas. So this time I'm going to pray, and then we're going to stand up and uh, grab our candles and uh, form a circle around the room. If you don't have a candle, you can grab one. Uh, you'll have time to do that. Don't stress. And then we'll begin to light the candles as we sing Silent Night. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Gracious Father in heaven, we thank you for the mystery of the incarnation. We thank you for the beauty of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the one that Mary nursed. Jesus, though vulnerable and needing her comfort as a newborn, he came to comfort those who mourn. This is a profound mystery. Even as a babe, Jesus was sovereign Lord, King of the kings and Lord of lords, by whom all oppression would be stopped, all chains would be broken, all justice and evil would give way to righteousness and peace. We're thankful that Jesus came and that through him mourning can be transformed into gladness. Broken hearts can become whole hearts. Despairing hearts can become hearts full of delight. We are those who are disfavored on the earth, but we have the full favor of you through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, in the meekness of his birth, was but a pointer to the meekness of death. As surely as Jesus was placed in an unlikely crib and nailed to a cross undeservedly, we sing, Hail the incarnate deity, born that we may no more die, who died that we may truly live. We worship you and thank you, Father, for this mystery of Christ, this paradox of Christmas. Father, may we never lose the wonder of the incarnation as we you in your word as you reveal yourself through your holy spirit father help us to remember that you are beyond all comprehension that your ways are not our ways and the way that you work is a way that we may never understand and we celebrate that this christmas as we consider the incarnation of jesus christ oh father i pray that our hearts will be full of christ this christmas may he go before us may he grow within us may he go behind us we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right, if you would, stand and uh, pick up your candle. And then we're going we're to form a circle around the room as you grab your candle. If you're near a candle that's lit, go ahead and light your candle so that you can help other people light theirs. <laughs> 